Hey, this is Wheeler Walker Jr., and you're listening to WGN Radio. Hey, welcome into WGN Radio. This is your host, Michael Heideman. I'm elated to be talking to the man who has been all over town. He just dropped his new album, WW3, on November 30th. He's playing here in Chicago at Joe's on Weed Street on Friday night, December 7th. Welcome to the show, Wheeler Walker Jr. How's it going, man? I'm good. I'm just looking. I'm trying to Google the word elated to see if that's good or bad. <laughs> well, in this context, it's a no, my good wife is My thing. wife is here. She, she gave me a thumbs up. It's good. Oh, she said it's good? Okay, well, yeah. let's dive into that because I was going to save it till, the, till maybe the mid of the interview, but let's just go in. You have a new wife, a new kid. Congratulations, Wheeler. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I got a wife and a son, and, you know, obviously I did, didn't do it for any musical reason. I just, I want, you know, I, I fell in love, settled down. And then I had sex without protection, and then, you know, we had a kid. <laughs> and um, I just, like, you know, people, I'm known for my raunchy lyrics and my crazy stuff. I'm just like, let's just talk how I talk, but in, the, but in this new, because I've always been truthful. I've always been, the, you know, the most, the most real and honest man in country music, which is what my fans dig. It's like, well, I'm not going to lie and pretend I'm out getting girls or, you know, hitting the bars. Why not just sing about my, my life, home life as it is now? It's not like fans don't do the same thing so i mean i have a, my own odd way of doing it of course but yeah i and i can see that i think your listeners can really see your genuine coming through uh you're a genuine sincere guy and i wanted to know because this album as opposed to old wheeler is more of an album of love songs dedicated to your wife and your kid i mean are we see, finally seeing the softer side of wheeler um, to me, he was always there, but I can't argue that this is a little softer side of Wheeler. I always wanted to do that, you know, be a little, show that side of myself, which I think there's a lot of, of I don't know how to explain, a lot of testosterone in my shows and, you know, that aggression kind of, but I always wanted to show, that's not who I am, it's a piece of who I am. I wanted to show all sides of myself. Mm-hmm. I felt like with the third record, it was time to go, you know, show them that other side. Yeah, you can't be an artist and write songs and not have that side to you. Anyone who claims they are is, you know, is lying to you. Yeah, because mainly all songs are a bit of poetry, and you write some of the best poetry with your with your lovelorn ballads like and the dishes, uh, last night. I I mean, what, yeah, it's not as, it's not as poetic when you read the title back <laughs> to me, but I agree that's poetry. You know, I, I mean, all my I mean. My, my producer Dave Cobb, who you may know, he he claims he's, he is his theory is every album is a love album, which, even though I said this was, but this is certainly more love on this one than there is on other ones. Mm-hmm. I think the early ones were lo- love of something else, but this is just pure, you know. Yeah, you, you see a lot of different sides because you talk about your love for smoking pot too, and and um, and eating edibles, and 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 that. Kind yeah, of- I I'm, I don't wouldn't say regret, but it is kind of weird that there's all these love songs about my son next to a song about how much I love edibles. But you know what? He'll figure it out. <laughs> Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about the production of the album, because uh, above and beyond, your albums sound so tight and so classic country. And you, you talked a little bit about Dave Cobb in some other interviews. What drew you to working with him again? Um, well, my theory of it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, I play with Dave's been made two great records with him. And um, uh, I met him through Sturgill Simpson, and he... Um, I just I really liked what he did, and I was like I wanted to make a. Th- it felt like a, a trilogy here, you know, which me coming around to this 
you know more vulnerable side. So I wanted him mm-hmm. to be. I wanted to. I didn't want to give him. Let him do the beginning of the story, and not let him do this. It's not the end, but do this kind of final chapter of this of this part of what I'm doing, you know. And he also, had, since I'd made my last record, he'd moved to RCA Studio A in Nashville, mm-hmm. one of the most historic studios in the world. So it was real cool for me to be, you know, singing this stuff, whatever you think about it, stand in the same place that Waylon stood, where where um, Elvis stood, where Dolly sang Jolene. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just there's a lot of history there, so it's cool. It was cool for me to play in a room like that, which I'd never done. We made the first two records in his basement, and now we're at you know historic RCA Studio A. So it was really fun. Wow, I mean, being being old country soul yourself, you must have grown up listening to Dolly and, and Elvis. Oh yeah, I mean, the, uh, there's 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 pictures on the walls of, of you know all the not everyone who you know record there, but a lot of it. And I'd spend every between songs, I'm just staring at the pictures, like oh my god, you know, Willie was here, you know. Um, Marty Stewart was recording guitar here with Johnny Cash. It's just it's crazy to look at those walls. I mean, Chet Atkins built the studio, so it's. I mean, Jeez. this is a and RCA Studio B, which is next door, is actually a museum that tourists go to. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and even the new stuff. I mean, Stapleton did Traveler there. Just there's good stuff being made there every day. You know, it's incredible. Now, do you yourself personally collect any old memorabilia? Because I I love collecting albums. I love collecting old guitars. Yeah, I collect a lot of old vinyl. A buddy of mine gave me his wife, uh, his wife's mom, or I'm sorry, his wife's dad was uh, Waylon's old drum tech and had a bag of picks that Waylon had left on the amp. So I got a a Waylon pick. It's all dirty. You can tell he used it, so I keep that in my pocket at all times. <laughs> um, so, like that stuff, I love, and I actually I enjoy. Believe it or not, one of the few touristy things I enjoy about Nashville. I go to. I like the Country Music Hall of Fame and seeing all that old stuff. Problem is, you know, they got all this great old, you know, Hank Senior stuff, and they got, um, you know, they got, you know, stuff of Dolly and Waylon, all this great stuff, and then you know. There's Hootie next to it, so it kind of takes the fun out of it, you know. When when you see Sam Hunt's like the, like the camo shorts, Sam Hunt won at a you know wore at a at a CMA show oh, next man. to like you know uh, you know like a Buck Owens guitar, you know. It's like let's separate those things, but whatever. <laughs> it kind of takes you out of it. I I could see that. It's funny because personally myself, uh, I learned about Wheeler Walker Jr. from hanging out at my friend's house down in Nashville, and he had a record of yours on his wall. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I mean, that, I I do feel like as much as my music is old school, the way my music has been, you know, you know, gotten around to people is old school too. I think it's just really just been word of mouth. You know, people just telling their friends, "Oh, you got to hear this," or you know. People calling their friends. Remember, we were drunk last night. What was that album you were playing in your car? That was crazy. <laughs> so it's really been that. I mean, I don't really do any kind of mainstream press. I'm happy to do WGN because you guys want to talk to me. But for the most part, I just kind of stay away from that stuff. Yeah, that's a um, that's a good point because um, as a guy in media and in in the press, uh, we we are very thankful that you you take time to speak to WGN, which is mainly a conservative station. But we're all just huge fans of yours, so we wanna we wanna promote as much as we can. Do you ever? Yeah, f- and I've also found too that if if someone like someone like you doesn't matter what the station, if you're enough of a fan, you'll find me. Like, believe it or not, I just got off a Skype interview with not a joke with TMZ. There was a dude on TMZ who loved me and wanted to have me on TMZ. I said, "Well, I ain't flying out to LA to be on TMZ." He said, "We'll just do it from your living room and we'll Skype in." I go, "If you're a fan, man, I'll talk to you." You know, 
I'm just not going to go after that kind of stuff, you know? That's wild. So what did they ask you on TMZ? Um, they were just asking me about, you know, what I thought about country, and unfortunately I let them know. <laughs> the current state of country, pop country and what's what's on the charts, and I let them know. I think they kind of wanted that from me, but... Yeah. Well, let's let's get into that. Let's dive in. What's going down in Nashville and in country music in general, and how is Wheeler Walker going to save it? I mean, what are what are we going to well, do? Well, well, first of all, going down is the correct word. It's all. I mean, it's all going downhill. It's just horrible. I mean, it's just it's just it's it's. I think I say on your show before, it's Millie Vanilli with the twang is all it is. It's mm-hmm. just this garbage, you know, electronic drums, pop beats. They're trying to compete with pop music. I think the streaming thing has a lot to do with this. They got so many. And I've always, I've always told, you know, I've always told people, to me, country music is adult music. Mm-hmm. It's music for adults. You know, Waylon or, you know, when you hear Hank singing, this is about, you know, heartache and divorce and, you know, drinking and, you know, losing your, you know, house, all this stuff, you know, stuff mm-hmm. that you need to live a whole life. You can't, you know, Waylon's music to me, it was not made, it's not made for kids. It's made, you have to have lived a life to really, you know, really get deep into it, like, same thing with like George Jones or someone like that, and now it's all about these kids, and they're trying to stream them hits, you know. So it's streaming hits. They're trying to stream these songs about with like these hip hop beats, with um, you know, singing about partying with a cooler in the back, and you know, butt ice, and you know, a, a, you know, a, a coolers and all this garbage and videos with girls in bikinis. It's just garbage, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And that's not what country music... I, I don't know why they just don't call it, like, Nashville pop or something. I mean, it's just, like... It's just... It's not... I don't know what's country about this music. And I'm trying to... And, and as I got on the phone... I've been on, the number one, the iTunes country charts now all week. So I'm hoping I'm kind of, you know, pushing my way in there, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can you can see it. You're changing it because I've been I've been following you uh, on social media and I and I've been seeing the charts myself and just following music in general that you're you're nearing the top. So obviously you have a, a strong fan base and you don't need to s- almost sell out to what this pop culture wants from you. You don't need to tie yourself in. With, well, yeah, that's what that's what the people don't understand. If you make good music, people are going to find it. it. Doesn't matter. I don't care when they find it. I mean, you know, someone like me, you know. I didn't, you know, I discovered, I'll give you an example, like if I had discovered Velvet Underground probably, what, 40 years after they came out, you know, it doesn't matter, good music sticks around, people listen to it, you know, I didn't find Velvet Underground through a publicist, I didn't find them through, um, you know, uh, a tweet, you know, I just started listening to, you know, talking to friends, learning about music, and, you know, when you get older and you start listening to, you know, kind of the more under, not underground, but the lesser known country guys like Billy Joe Shaver, who I love, and, you know, then, you know, there was that whole, and then there's Sturgill, who was, came out with those two couple country records, and then Tyler Childers is kind of tearing it up right now. It's just like, you know, there's still good stuff out there. Or, you know, you know, when I was a kid and I was more into kind of rocking and punk rock, I didn't listen to Ricky Skaggs as much. He seemed kind of hokey to me, and now I can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. So you just, you find the good stuff, so. Exactly. That's it. It's a, it goes back to just being genuine and sincere, and even with your lyrics. And I wanted to know: where, Have you ever felt when you're when you're writing your music, you know you're going to put in an album, you know people are going to listen to it. Have you ever felt the need to create a clean song for the radio and just kind of you know? I'll, I know many people, including managers, um, and I'm saying that annoyingly, have asked many times. And my thing is, and I always say, I say, if the radio wants to play it that bad, tell them to you know chop it up and play it themselves. They can add it themselves. Because my thing is, I don't know what the hell 
is some stations want one thing, some want the other. I ain't making 20 versions of my song. You want to play it, if you can't, if you can say pa on your station or if you can't, I don't know, but you figure, edit it how you want. I don't care. I mean, like, there's a station in Kansas City who chops up my songs and I'm on the drive time radio every day. We go there and we sell 3,000 tickets, you know. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, we're we're top 40 there in in certain markets where people just play it. It's like, I want them to, if you want my music bad enough on the air, just chop it up and do what you want with it. But I ain't making a clean version. I ain't asking for it. Yeah. To be quite honest, I don't, I don't even really want to be on the, I mean, I like doing interviews and talking to guys like you, but I have friends here who do these radio promotion tours where they meet like station managers and have to truck travel around the country, mm-hmm. kissing mm-hmm. like radio guys behind. Oh, I just yeah. don't. It's not. It's not something I'm interested in. Yeah, it, it's a lot of it's. It's the business behind the sound almost when you're creating these pop singles uh, or country singles or wherever they, they might. Yeah, be. and that's the other thing too is I don't really because they can't get played. I don't have to make quote unquote singles. You know. Yeah, and and the the interesting thing is about about you, and this is why I'm drawn to you as an artist, is you don't need that radio airtime, and for some reason, people are just streaming your stuff like crazy. Now, you had an issue with Spotify. Is what's the deal with that? Is there any update on on your? Streaming? Well, my issue with Spotify is, I mean, it's it'll sound like whining, but I don't care. I like to whine. Is so the so I had the I'm right now on the top of the charts on iTunes, the country charts on iTunes and Amazon, all the big services. So I'll have the probably the biggest selling country album in america this mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. most likely and on the billboard charts on the country charts i'll probably beat number 20 because they started integrating streaming into their into their built to their charts mm-hmm. which they should first of all say and i don't care about the charts anyway but it's also you got to understand how spotify works most of the most people who listen to music are just dumb sheep they open up their spotify app and they listen to whatever it says. Yeah. Oh, here's the pop hits playlist. Here's the country hits playlist. And I outsell all these people. And I, I've always I've asked. I said, "Will you put me on these playlists?" And they don't even discuss it. They just they've told my people, "No, not in any world will Wheeler or ever be on a country playlist." Now, if you understand that Spotify is owned by the major labels, and I'm an independent artist, you know that the game is rigged. So these artists quote-unquote artists who have these millions and millions of streams, it's just they're bought and paid for. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they, they, no, they know the, the majors now own the radio now that Spotify's the radio. So it's not an evil, it's not a level playing field. And like, like most businesses, you know, it's showbiz. It's not supposed to be, but, you know, I just like, would like to have a shot, you know. Yeah. I, you, and you, and and you it's sh- not even that I want a shot. It's just another thing to complain about, really. It's just like, when you say that I, my album is number 10 in America, let them know I outsold all these guys, but I'm not, I don't have the, um, these unfair, I don't use these unfair practices all the other dudes use. I get tons of streams just from fans listening to it, but I don't give them, I don't, they're not shoved in your face the way a major label does it, you know? Yeah, have you? Ever- I know I know a lot of these artists who have 50 million streams that couldn't sell three tickets, you know? I'm going around selling out all these places. It's like, you know, at the end, I'm the winner, but still, just, you know, I don't like that. I don't like the way that they've. I think the thing that angered me the most is when they just told me straight out that um, they ain't going to play it, you know, put it on a playlist. So, so I don't care about the playlist. I wouldn't have cared as much if they. I just get angry when people tell me no. Yeah. Who's telling you no, though, when you're going to these, uh, these, these companies? 
I mean, why would... Well, that's the thing. you got to understand. So now, so they do these playlists, and the guys who run the playlists are like these, these quote-unquote curators of, of music. Like, these guys know what they're doing. And most of these guys now, as you know, probably, unfortunately, commercial radio is kind of dying out. Mm-hmm. So they bring these guys over. Oh, he ran the... Con- this 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 big station in Nashville. Now he's gonna run our country playlist, and he hears one dirty word. He goes, "You you ain't being on my playlist." He thinks it's radio. <laughs> so, no no no, that ain't how it works no more. You know, you can say whatever you want. This, Spotify ain't you know regulated by the FCC. Just play what you play what you do. I just wish I don't know the dude, but play put on put just take the the record companies who are you know handing you hundred dollar bills out of it. Just put the, what you dig on the playlist. You know. Exactly, because if you think about it, half of the songs that are extremely popular and getting all those spins are much more offensive than your songs. I mean, look at rap. I agree, and there's yeah. a lot of that that stuff in country where they're just really demeaning to women, and they say my stuff is. And you know, to me, there's there's a lot of love and you know, um, respect in my music, and their stuff is just more is more offensive and more offensive, especially because I'm very honest that my music's for adults. They're trying to market their stuff to kids. And, you know, I'm very upfront. This is adult music. And like I saw, I was saying, like, there's, they got this, like, a, this, a playlist on there called Wild Country. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can get on a Wild Country playlist, <laughs> I mean, are you kidding? Like, you should, have, you've never seen more tame music than this Wild Country playlist. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like um, Enya, these songs. <laughs> and they're telling me I can't be on Wild Country because I'm too wild. Well, why don't you have a too wild playlist, you know? <laughs> Right? I mean, you see that some of the shows well, that are put, on... Put TV, me on a... Make up a playlist of Dirty, you know? I don't care. Yeah, that That's a good point, because you're not going to... I mean, look at Blink-182 and bands that you grew up with who say much worse words than a Wheeler Walker Jr. album, and they're multi-millionaires you know, millionaires playing stadiums all over the place. It's Yeah, well, that's because they... They keep it in the privacy of their own home, but my home is your. I want to. I want to sing about it. I want you guys to know about it. You know. Yeah. Um, and that's why their music is so sounds so bad because it's fake. Because they're they got a, this crazy life. They're actually saying about their life. It might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can be. I mean, it's not gonna be that interesting because they can't sing in tune. But it. Um, <laughs> but they're just not singing. You know, they used to say call, call country music three chords and the truth. And now it's like I say, like I say, it's it's an electric drum. It's just an electric drum beat and a lie. Yeah, I I know exactly the the kind of music you're talking about. We we talked a little bit about Florida Georgia Line back to, back uh, a year ago when we we last spoke. Yeah, well, news flash, they ain't gotten any better. <laughs> we last talked. So, is it true that you went on a tour with Kid Rock? That is true because I've you know I will say he was good to me. I am um, I've always wanted to play these big yeah. places. And I always, want, I always felt that this music was arena ready, but no artist would ever have me open. Up. I'd, I'd, I'd literally never open up a show for anybody in my life because no one would have me open. They're all too scared about losing their fans. Mm-hmm. And Kid Rock just had that, you know, he didn't care. He's just like, I like your music. I want you to open up my tour. And I was like, well, this be my, might be my, I still claim I'll be able to do arenas myself, but for right now, this is going to be my only shot to play in these places. Let's just do it. And we had a blast, man. What was the audience reaction when when Wheeler Walker Jr. came out and started playing uh, some of your hits? Well, there's two reactions, and I would say the first, the second one is my favorite. The first reaction is they know me, they're psyched, they can't believe I'm there. You know, the second reaction is the one that's fun is I'm here to kid, see Kid Rock, even though his stuff's a little crazy. Is is I wonder what this is going to be like, and then they hear the lyrics and they put their hands over their ears or scream <laughs> or freak out. 
I'm like, I just want to tell him, like, you know, when Kid Rock comes on the stage, he ain't going to get any cleaner. Mm-hmm. He's got, you know, strippers on stage. It's, it's a quite a show. I mean, they got fireworks. They're blowing stuff up. Yeah. Um, and it's quite a spectacle. And like I said, it was cool of him to, you know, it's he could have gotten in trouble by by people. Would people call in, like, you know, the guy opened up the show singing dirty, you know, don't bring the kids and, or stay home. So it was a, he took a risk on me, so I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it, and he's the perfect kind of guy because it doesn't seem like he gives uh, enough about anything like that. Oh, yeah, he didn't, he, I mean, he didn't care. I mean, he probably would have enjoyed it if people got upset, you know. But like I said, like the artists, I'm actually friends to a lot of these big artists who, you know, who would love, to, who claim they would love to have me open, but, they, but you know, they're too worried about, you know, paying their butler, so... <laughs> Do you, do you ever feel the need, do you, or do you feel disrespected by not at being asked to play on the CMAs and even the smaller country uh, TV outlets too, or do you just not give a shit? Um, I don't really care. I mean, I the, I think it's Aaron on CMT this week. I did get invited to the Americana Awards, and I didn't want to go, but then they asked me to, to introduce Tyler Childers at the awards, and I really like him, and I've known him for a while. He's a good kid, and I went. And I had a few drinks, and I dropped the F-bomb live on NPR. Um, so I, I, after that, I was just like, you know, it's probably best I stay away from this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, this is great because you've been doing such an amazing job with promoting this album and just being online and using Instagram, uh, Facebook to your advantage. I mean, I've been seeing you at, at tiny, your Tiny Desk show was fan, fantastic. Uh, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that was a fun one. I mean, we got a small budget. Like I said, the independent label, we go to New York for like 24 hours and just, See, do everything we can, and I don't want to spend the night there because it scares me too much. So I do, we just do everything we can, go home. Yeah, yeah, it, it, but it's it's really cool because y- you've been really harnessing that that social media. How important is that to Wheeler Walker? Because well, for me, it's all it's all I got. I mean, I can't say what I want to say on any of these outlets. So why not just? Um, I mean, Twitter, Instagram, I, it's a, it's uncensored. You know, I mean, I can't show. You know. Um, the dirty parts on Instagram, but you know you can do whatever you want. You know, talk to my fans the way out they You know, go live on Instagram and ask it, have them ask me questions, and just not pull any punches. You know, so it's cool. I mean, uh, it's a good if you're if you're just if you're in it for telling the, if you just want to tell people the truth, and like I said, talk about that Spotify stuff I was talking mm-hmm. about. Why not just go on Twitter and talk about it? I've gotten warnings, you know, that you know maybe leave them because that being said, I'm making probably decent money from Spotify and I got my people telling me you got to keep your mouth shut but it's just I don't know how to do it I'd love to keep my mouth shut I can't try I can't do it that's my wife she'll tell you I, I want to keep my mouth shut, but it just won't stay shut. <laughs> well, how are the shows going? Because you're going to be playing here on December 7th here in Chicago. Last time you came into town, the entire place was packed. What's the audience Yeah, were reaction? you there? Yeah, I was there, of course. Joe's on Yeah, Wheel- it was a fun show, man. I was it was, yeah. it was it was it was it's a sneaky big place. I mean, it's like um hopefully it'll be packed again, but it was a, I remember it's just a crowd of people, you know. Mhm. Yeah. Um but yeah, the shows are going great. I got a great band right now and we're just having fun. I mean, it's, in some ways, it, I guess it kind of upsets me. We're like a novelty act because we play our own instruments. We don't have a click track. We don't have any backing. If we stop playing, if, if, if I tell my band stop, there's no more music. It's not like we're playing along to a track like most of these garbage artists. We're playing music live. We're playing real country music with real instruments, playing it all live, which, again, shouldn't be something I have to brag about, but in this day and age, you kind of have to.
Yeah, and you and you should be proud of that because finally you're bringing old country music back to the United States. And, and yeah, and that's why I think confuses people is I'm bringing this American music, this old school country music, back, but updating it with like kind of modern, what they would call modern lyrics, which throws people. But I just don't. If I'm going to play that the music I love, why not just play it with um with the why not sing it the way I talk? You know, that's how I talk. That's how I talk to my friends, and that's how I. Talk to my wife and my. Actually, not. How, I was about to say how, it's not how I talk to my kid, but but it's how I talk to everybody. You know, I'm not gonna. Why clean it up for a, for the chance of being on some crappy country station that ain't gonna play me anyway? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's really interesting. We, we last time we spoke last year, you mentioned one Chicago DJ, uh, DJ Mancow, um, about how he he stopped the interview before. Oh you God, I on. hate that guy. Yeah. So, so, did you have any of that kind of reaction now that you're hitting a lot more media outlets? Is or has anybody been uh, a deterrent? Um, to- no, because they probably do that before they get to me. But the Mancow one, I mean, I've heard from a lot of people he's a big loser and he just and he just. He's just a stern ripoff who can, who's like keeps losing his job, and he's a really bad DJ and a real bad person, and he's like um, trying to be shocky and edgy on air, and then apparently heard my song. The thing that made me the most mad is I was doing shows on the West Coast, so to be on the show, I had to get up at like five o'clock in the morning. I was on hold with him, then apparently he listened to a few lines and said, "I don't want this garbage on the air," and hung up on me. So yeah, Mancow is he is he still employed? Do you know? So get this: after that interview, a few months later, he got fired, and that whole station got sold. Good. Well, <laughs> hopefully, he'll never work again. <laughs> it sounds to me like he doesn't have the talent to find any kind of job. Uh-huh. I was gonna say maybe he'll be bussing tables. But I don't think he could do that. <laughs> well, Wheeler, you're coming here back to Chicago. Do you have any favorite memories of the city? Are you going to be able to spend a little bit of time time with us while you're rolling through? Yeah, well, we get there. We're playing Nashville the night before a hometown gig, and we'll leave. You know, we'll leave the night before. I should have the day in Chicago. I'm gonna pack my heavy coat. I think I may hit some of the guitar stores and just hang out. I've always liked Chicago. It's a cool town. It's more like like a kind of a southern boy like me. It's a it's a big city that that kind of makes sense. You know, like mm-hmm. New York is just mm-hmm. too much. It scares me. Chicago, I can deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that same way. I, I see, you know, it's a big city, but I still see grass and trees and normal people. So I like, I really like it there. Right on. What what kind of guitar are you playing these days, by the way? I'm still playing my J two hundred with my name on it, and I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of only playing those Gibson J two hundreds, and um, uh, I'm not going to switch anytime soon unless they start making them bad, which I don't think they will. No, um, it's a classic. You play guitar? guitar? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I've been actually. What look, do you play? I've been looking into the into the uh, the Gibson. I like that big body of it, but I've been playing on a Taylor just because I like that kind of bright sound at the moment. Um, oh yeah, well the J two hundred is my. Fa- I never thought I'd like a big guitar, but I think I also um, one of my mom's favorite albums growing up was uh, Nashville Skyline because she was from Nashville, so she's from here. So she used to always have that album around. And Dylan's Bob Dylan's holding up a J two hundred in that cover, so I think that subconsciously always made me want that guitar. That's. That's a great story because the same, it was the same kind of thing with me. I would I would see um, some of my favorite music artists when I'd see them live. They were always playing with Taylors, and I and then I when I when I felt yeah, it's it. funny because Gibson gives me guitars now to play. 
you know, because they say, you know, if you play them, other kids are going to buy them. And I say, you know, that's BS. That ain't going to happen. Then I think about it. I was like, well, I did it too, you know? Yeah. So maybe it, maybe it does work. Ah, man. Wheeler, I could talk to you all day, my friend. Um, it, it's great It's great to hear from you. The new album is fantastic. WW3. It dropped on November 30th, so you can see it and stream it everywhere. Make sure Spotify plays the hell out of this. If you're listening right now, go and play it right now. Turn off your radio, run into your room, and, and, and spin it. See Wheeler. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's always good. It's, it's good and rare to talk to a guy who knows music that, this well, so it's, it's a rarity for me to talk to an intelligent person, so I appreciate it, man. <laughs> well, let's not go that far, but I we appreciate you coming through the city. Well, I've too. been talking to a lot of dummies today, so I, I, <laughs> I appreciate the kind words and you getting what I do. It means a lot. Absolutely. Do you have any last words for your listeners here in Chicago, Wheeler? Um, come to the show, buy a t shirt, and buy my new record. Awesome. That was Wheeler and, Wa- uh, Go ahead. You guys were great before. I'm psyched for the show. That was Wheeler Walker Jr. He's coming And I'll add one thing. I grew up in Kentucky watching a lot of WGN. Like I was telling you before the interview, it's all we kind of had. The only team I, the only team in my, we could watch on my house is the Cubs. I'm a Cubs fan for no reason, just because they played all day. Oh, man. So I got a warm place in my heart for Chicago. We have a warm place in our heart for you, Wheeler. It's, it was great talking to you, and that's definitely going to be the soundbite that I'm using at the beginning of this interview. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again for doing it. I appreciate it. Thanks, Wheeler. See him on Friday night, December 7th, here in Chicago. Wheeler, thanks again for joining us on WGN. Anytime, man. Talk to him. Can't get enough of Sound Sessions? Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at SoundSeshPod, and check us out on Instagram 